Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar, and your dating guru is the always fabulous Cheryl Besner. Cheryl, Solo in the City, episode number four. It's our anniversary, Dan. Our fourth anniversary. I know. Well, I'm one month. And today we're going to talk about food and cook and date is, uh, is, is one a- activity that's been uh, pretty popular the last few years in Montreal. And I think this is great. Um, we're going to deal a lot with dining etiquette on the show. Yeah, well, you know, it's all about getting up, getting out, and getting social. And to get social, we have to do activities, new things that we can meet people. And yes, cooking is one of them. It's something that you can come together, stand around a table, chop together, share things, and share techniques. So I love things like that, no matter what it is, even if it's a dancing class. I mean, things that you can do, it takes the pressure off of people. And yeah, cook and date actually with Christina Mucciardi, she happens to have this perfected. It's down to <laughs> perfection for me. We'll have uh, the Kiss Calendar as well on the program. 100%. And Love Beats on the Street with Jess Solomon, who will be joining us also on the show later. I'm always a big fan of, of combining dating with cooking. I think it's just one of the most romantic things, one of the most considerate things you can do for a person. Well, it's also, they say, it's a way to a man's heart. So, of course, you would, Dan. And a woman's heart. I think, it's, I think, I think making heart. a meal from scratch is the way to anyone's heart. Well, and you know what? I tell my son all the time because he loves to cook. He's only 14. And I said, you know what? One day, this is going to win a woman's heart for sure. And lots of great recipes on soloandthecity.tv and some advice there, too, as well. Exactly. Every week we try and put something out there for you, and it's called Love Bites. What else would you call a segment like that? <laughs> so should we jump right into our, uh, our chat with, uh, with Christina and, uh, and this uh, pretty successful uh, dating organization in town? Oh, 100%. And I will tell you, um, my first experience with an activity-based dating company happened to have been with Christina, and it was a fantastic experience. So I'm so excited to have her in studio with us. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. So we actually just did an event together last week, and we're going to get to that a little bit later. But first, tell us a little bit, how did this concept start for you? started back in 2007, and it was a little bit because I felt there was a need for some sort of activity-based dating, cool dating activity in, in Montreal, in Canada, in particular, because I was single at the time. I found uh, a lot of my friends were sort of setting me up with people that were not my type or just I didn't feel like it was you know really really what I wanted so I wanted to just meet people in general I wanted to go out I was very social I was always in the service industry while I was in university and now all of a sudden I'm in the workforce and I'm meeting all these people you know based on my career and and you know uh, work related events and stuff and you can't always mix the two right so why cooking well, I come from an Italian family. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so it was just a, an easy fit, you know, Sunday lunches and dinners with family and who's saying, you know, who they want to meet. And I just felt that, you know, there's never a silent moment at those dinners. So it was an easy fit for me to put, um, you know, cooking and, and meeting together. Plus, I came from the service industry while I was in university. So I knew a few chefs and that's how it sort of started. I called a few friends. How would you like to, you know? you know, uh, host an event with me and, oh my God, that sounds so cool. And there you go. Seven years later, we're, uh, 
uh, seven and a half years later, we're... Uh, we You're rolling a, out the dough, literally, it. right? <laughs> we made quite a few success stories. Quite a few little uh, buns in the oven, let's say, or something like that. Oh, I yeah. love that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I want to say, last week we did host an event. I alluded to that earlier. Mm-hmm. And I want to give people out there a little bit of an idea of what it sounds like and feels like to be part of those events. So listen to this. We're, we're sneaking up on two of our guests here tonight. Yeah, we're not sneaking up. up. You're right. I'm just coming bold face into this whole thing. So I thought you said bold face is good. Bold face is good. I told you. Yeah. Go big or go home. I did. So you guys like you came you go, Yeah. No, I came because she told me I should come. She said it'll be a fun night. Well, that's what she told me. And look at this. Yeah, we're having a great conversation. Yeah, exactly. See that? So what do you think of the concept of cooking dates? I love it. I you like it? Now, you love to cook, right? I love cooking. And you like to socialize. I like, yeah, socializing is fantastic. So the next cooking date is at his house. Oh, is that it? But is it a cooking date for two? I don't know. We, we said, I asked Christina before. I said, do you have cooking dates for two? Well, she she you can. Yeah, you can do but that. to well, you, because it's okay, organized we already it. decided. We both love food, and that's yeah, a good place to start. Yeah. And okay, so maybe we should let the two of you keep talking. And there you have it. I mean, that is exactly the experience that happened, and that's a success story because actually, Dan, you should have seen it. They went out on a date um, right from there, walked out together, and... We're waiting to hear. Do you think it's a success, Christina? I hope so. There was a few that night, actually. There was. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go through the concept. Dan, you've never attended one of these things, right? No, nope, I've never attended any dating event ever. So this was my experience the first time, and we're going to change that for you, Dan. Okay? I'm sure you will. <laughs> so normally you bring approximately 8 to 10 men and 8 to 10 women together in one venue. Mm-hmm. A private venue. So it's usually either a restaurant that's closed just for us, a private kitchen, or like last week, it was the Ritz. <laughs> I know, the Ritz. Wasn't that a perfect location? I mean, the atmosphere just lended itself. And last week, we didn't, it wasn't the typical normal uh, surroundings. No, exactly, for... because we didn't have a cooking class. It that's was pr- right. Particularly, we, we focus on the wine and uh, pairing it with cheeses and stuff. But there's always some sort of foodie element that brings people together and sort of makes them mingle over some concept. You know, that's pretty much what it is. So we also do bartending events. Actually, we have one next week that's a, a drink and date, we call it. So it's actually the focus is around cocktail making, cocktail classes. Christina Mucciardi joins us from Cook and Date talking about activity-based dating. And uh, Christina, um, have you had any, any marriages, any huge success stories so definitely, far? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. Actually, a few that uh, a few that already had children, uh, a few that moved away that actually sent me pictures that now are living in France. It's wow. uh, definitely around, I would say, in the last seven, seven and years and a few months, uh, around the 200 couple number, I would say, between Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa. Well, actually, from last week's event, we know of three dates that happened from mm-hmm. that night, right? Exactly, exactly. Look, it's it's kind of like an Italian family. I mean, all of us, we tend to gather around a kitchen. So what could be more friendly? It's not, it's not pressure. It's totally relaxed atmosphere. And people slowly just start to intermingle with each other. Exactly. And I, I tell a lot of people that are like a bit skeptical, right, about, you know, attending dating events like maybe even you, Dan. That's why maybe you haven't attended one, right? That the whole concept of having that food element or that activity without really you kind of makes you forget very quickly that you're actually there meeting people you know you all of a sudden everybody becomes a friend and you know it takes that 10 to 15 minutes to get everybody really at ease with the whole situation so you don't get those awkward silent moments you don't get that you know two people in corners alone you know you don't get that at all it's just everybody's around the activity 
Well, and you happen to be fantastic at that because if you do see somebody, you know, those 10, 15 minutes, you need those icebreakers and that's what you're great at, right? Mm -hmm. You and that's just what I get love. in there and that's it. You mm -hmm. pull people around that table. And the other thing is there's always the expert who is teaching you something. So it provides conversation for everybody. So whether it's a chef or last week it was a sommelier, right. Kolonaki group presented the wine, exactly. and Heidi Hollinger. I mean, you know, she's even showing us how to swirl our, our yeah. wine and discover things. So you're learning and then you explore, correct? Correct, exactly, exactly. And it makes sort of also, it gives you sort of that other, you know, um, maybe view of somebody. So you're seeing someone swirl a glass of wine, you might see who's the joker. You'll see who's more serious. You'll see who's more, you know, who's more fun and light and who seems to be maybe not that interested. And you kind of could also gauge that. You get to really see a lot about a person in that uh, a lot of time, you know. Well, do you not sort of assimilate this whole thing with blind dates? So it's almost like you're creating 10 blind dates at once. At once, exactly. And yeah. removing the pressure and, and the awkwardness. The exactly. Yes, yes. So what about uh, the, the, the events themselves? I mean, uh, if someone is maybe uh, on the outskirts, I mean, how do you bring in the people that are a little bit too shy or maybe off to the side, not enjoying it? How do you encourage them to get part of the event? So not everybody arrives at the same time, first of all. So that's what actually works into our favor sometimes, especially in Montreal. There's always those people that come in a little bit late. <laughs> so as, yeah. So fashionably. As, fashionably late, yes. So as people walk in, you know, sort of right away, you bring them in, you start introducing. I mean, Cheryl, you saw that at a few occasions, right. right? You bring them around the room. You have that sort of first cocktail or that first something to give them in their hands. And, um, you know, you sort of get people mingling in groups that way. And then as more people come in, you sort of hear what's happening in a conversation. Well, this is what I do. And I sort of bring them in and say, hey, you're in real estate well so is she and maybe you can you know connect that way or, or you know something along those lines Christina Mucciardi from Cook and Date joining us uh, coming up on Solo in the City we'll have Paul our Bachelor of the Week and uh, we'll talk more about activity based dating and uh, how you can uh, find love through someone's stomach this is Solo in the City <laughs> your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Solo in the City, your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with, of course, your dating guru, Cheryl Besner at solointhecity.tv. And we have in studio with us from Cook and Date, Christina Mucciardi. And uh, Cheryl, it's time for our Bachelor of the Week. That's right. And we welcome to studio Paul Jalbert. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. So you're our Solo City Bachelor of the Week, and I'm so excited to have you here. You're this great big ball of energy and this amazing smile and twinkling <laughs> blue eyes. I'm trying to give everybody out there a real bird's eye view as to who you are. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I am uh, a life coach. I am also a, a former uh, racing driver, uh, flight instructor, so I've done a number of things in my life. And now what I do is I like to help people break through whatever is blocking them in their lives so that they can achieve the, the goals and the objectives that they want. Wow, so you really love adventure. I do. I so do. adventure and activity-based dating things would be something that you would love to do, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to ask you a question before we bring Christina back into this whole thing. Do you think being a coach is an advantage or a disadvantage when you go out on a date? 
Uh, I'd say it's mostly an advantage. Um, for people who don't understand or, or are not into personal growth, perhaps less so. But for the most part, really knowing how to surpass yourself and achieve your dreams and, and be happy, it's you know mostly an advantage. Okay. Well, I was just curious on that whole thing because I can imagine sitting on a date and, Christina, you can buy vineyard. Can you imagine having Paul sitting there and a woman sitting in front and something's going on at this date and you're wondering, okay, can I help her with this? Like, do you step into this professional mode? I try not to. Uh, I, what I do is I listen, of course, um, and I want to get to know the person who's sitting in front, you know, in front of me. Um, but I don't look for, you know, uh, what is this person, uh, you know, what is this person's blockage or what's going on in their life? So I try to listen to what they're telling me. Yeah. Well, Christina, now, have you ever attended something that uh, Christina puts in, a cook and date activity? I have, actually, yeah, several times. So what was your experience with this? Uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, when we learn to uh, make part of a meal, uh, make dessert, for example, I remember one time we learned to make tiramisu. Uh, just before sitting down at the table with all the singles and, and chatting away. That was fun. So you learn something new every time, and it helps to break the ice. You know, you have a little glass of wine, and then uh, you cook or you chop vegetables or something like that. So it's fun. So you would advise Dan to give it a whirl? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If there's one that I would be glad to do, it's cook and date. <laughs> Thanks, So we'll, we'll do that eventually, Christina. Yay. We'll figure something out. <laughs> So, Christina, try and tie this whole thing together. So somebody walks into your event, and the first thing that happens is they're given a cocktail? They're given a cocktail. They're sort of eased into the group that's already there. Or if not, they start talking to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we sort of, you know, get the ball rolling. I get to know a little bit more about them. Or, like I said, I include them in a group that's already formed. Um, and then as the group gets larger and larger, we sort of, you know, match people up. I sort of view who's already interested in who and who's getting along with whom. And that's sort of how I analyze and make my groups for the actual activity. Um, let's say it's a four course meal, we'll actually group up, you know, split the group up into four and everybody gets to do a part of the meal. That's how it works. And the chef sort of gives guidance at that point. Cooking is about an hour to an hour and a half at most. And then everybody gets to enjoy the meal for the last hour, hour and a half. Now, do you try and, for instance, build your guest attendance by act the hobbies that people have? Let's say, like with Paul, mm -hmm. would you build a dinner with people who love activities? And it sounds a little bit dangerous, some of the sports <laughs> that you participate in. <laughs> that's, that's actually a, a, a big, uh, I would say, a big advantage that you have. You know, I'm saying, like, oh, I have an ex-race car driver. You, you'd see the list of women that will be like, oh, yeah, it's because they love adventure, right? A lot of women, like, automatically assume, like, a guy that likes cooking like sports like all this stuff like they they actually have a lot of a vast variety of interests and they'll be not that sort of couch potato potato sorry like mm -hmm. a lot of women tend to say that a lot of men are or vice versa men say women are you know so i mean just having all those activities that uh, interest you is already a, a, a big positive but uh, what i try to do is the, the guests that i do know so the ones, the repeat customers, yes, I'll try to invite them to particular events that I think there'll be matches for them. The first time they come, I mean, it's more or less the luck of the draw, but at the end of the day, I've had first timers meet as much as I've had people that I've worked with on a few occasions that actually met after, let's say, four, four cooking dates. Well, you know what I'm thinking here is that I love the fact that you're taking your solo hood, you know, to heart, literally, <laughs> right? And you're trying all these different things, online dating, activity dating. I mean, maybe you could influence Dan here to, <laughs> to get out there and try some of these things, right? Maybe. It's anything's possible. Well, he could be your wingman at the next event.
maybe. Hey, Paul, let me let me ask you this, Paul, because last week on the show, Cheryl, we're, we were talking about uh, going back home for the holidays. Paul, when when you had family dinners regularly, do you, do you get a lot of flack for still being single? No, uh, my family's very understanding that way. I mean, uh, you know, I've been single for a while. I'm also, uh, you know, I've got my own business. And so it's not like I go to an office where there's a lot of people. So if I want to meet people, I have to get out there. And it it does take a bit of an effort. It takes being vulnerable. And it's not always easy. So they're very understanding that way. And, uh, you know, I've met people over the years. Sometimes it doesn't work out. But they're they're very, uh, very compassionate that way. Now, have you ever met anybody at one of Christina's events? I have. I, I've, I've made a few friends. Uh, I've gone on to more than one date with a few people. Uh, obviously, I haven't worked out into a long-term relationship yet, but I've met some very nice people, yes. And are you looking for a long-term relationship? Yes, yes. I am. So what are your deal breakers when it comes to that? Um, well, let's say I, I, I prefer a non-smoker. That's, that's, that's number one. Um, I like someone who's happy with her life and who wants to share it. So basically, not someone who's looking uh, into a relationship for to, to fill a need, if you will. She's happy with her life. She doesn't really, quote, need a relationship. But she, she wants to be in a relationship, and she wants to build on something in the long term. I think uh, a relationship is a place where both people grow faster and better than they would on their own. So uh, someone who's looking for that sort of thing. And Christina, do you think most of the people that come and utilize your service, are they looking for that long-term relationship, or is it just an activity to get out there and cook together as a group? Um, I think I do have a lot more serious, uh, let's say more than the typical online profile. Uh, you know, they're actually taking that step to meet many people in one at one given evening or one given event. But, I mean, I do have a lot of groups of, let's say, girls or men that come together as friends and make it a night out too. So they take it as, if I meet, great. If not, well, at least I'm doing something fun. And, you know, it's not... Uh, I'm not wasting a night type thing, you know? And, uh, and, and if I think that's the best sort of um, view to have when coming into one of these activities because, you know, it is a night out. You are going to meet new people. And and usually have a great meal. I, I've got to put it out there right meal. now. It yeah. is great food all the time when you're at Christina's table, well, remember, right? remember, I'm Italian, so I'm very... I yes. know. <laughs> and great wines. Yes. Always great always wines. Great I mean, wines. last week's event happened to be a wine tasting event, yes. but you always have different wines that are being served at mm-hmm. your events, correct? Exactly. We always try to pair them as much as possible with the meal being served or being made by, by the guests, so... Well, an important thing also to to talk about is the fact that I know when I went to your first event, um, the group ended up meeting again on the weekend. A whole bunch of us went out to go dancing that night because we ended up dancing the night at yes, Cooking Day. We yes. put on music because I love to dance. Dan, you're supposed to still get out on a dance floor I know, with me. I know. I know. I know you to, stood we me have to up. Get on that. I did. I, I've stood you up a couple of times already. I promise, Cheryl, it will happen soon. Yeah. Well, it's going well, to happen. You're well, right. Like but, Paul, you know, being having uh, being a business owner takes a lot of time, right, Paul? I mean, it it's uh, it's. Uh, it's hard to, to sometimes get social when you were stuck at the office until 10 p.m. Sometimes. It's another area. Well, it's like, you know, you have to make an effort. Uh, yeah. And that sometimes when you're, you've worked all week on your business, uh, you're kind of, oh, you know, do I have to make that effort to go out there? But it's, it's kind of necessary because if you want to expand your social circle, uh, it's true of my business anyway. I have to network. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to do it for my personal life as well. And if, if I don't, uh, nothing happens. So, uh, you know, that's the, that's the ball game for me. That's right. And I will tell you, um, 100%, when I'm working with my clients, so many people use that adjective, work, work, work. I don't have time. The fact is, if you want to have a relationship, you're going to have to have time for that relationship. So you have to have time to date. 
And that means if it means putting one night aside out that it's your date night, even if you go out by yourself, sitting somewhere with a magazine, at a counter, at a restaurant, you have to make yourself get out and get social, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, remember when we first met, Cheryl, that was the first thing you were even telling me, that tagline. And I was like, it's so true. So true, you know? A hundred percent. So, Dan, sorry, we can all work late, but you have to make the time because if you're going to make time for a woman, you're going to have to make you're, time for yourself first. To I get can't argue with that. You're absolutely right. And you say, you know, you, get, you have to actually meet people to meet someone. And it seems simple, but it's true. And we forget that sometimes. Um, I want to thank Christina Maciardi of Cook and Date. Christina, I promise I'll, be, I'll take part in one, one of the events soon. I'm going to take you up on that promise. Uh, how, do, how do people get in touch with Cook and Date? Um, the website is cookanddate.com. Spelt as is, like three words put together. Um, or they can call me. Uh, all the info's on the website. Great. Thank you, Christina. Thanks to Paul Jobert as well. Uh, Paul, uh, best of luck. Uh, you can find singles like Paul and others at solointhecity.tv on the dating section. Check it out. And maybe you can go on a date with Paul too. Eh? You never know. Um, That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. And coming up next, our roundtable. Uh, we will talk, uh, Cheryl, to Danielle Biton and Guido Grasso, who will we'll talk about event-based dating, cooking, all that stuff. Uh, don't forget, of course, the dating site at solointhecity.tv, where Cheryl takes the pressure out of online dating with a, you know, pretty just a simple warm beverage, the coffee, tea, and we, as you like to call it, Cheryl. That's right. And if you want, by the way, you can also go to the YouTube of solointhecity.tv and see a little expose that I did on Cook and Date, so you can actually get a visual as to what the experience is all about. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Buonasera, senorina, buonasera. It's time to say goodnight to Napoli. Though it's hard for us to whisper. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with, of course, your host Cheryl Besner from TV, And we welcome our roundtable participants. We have Danielle Biton of Seal Productions. She's joining us in studio. Welcome, Danielle. Hi. And uh, on the line, we have uh, the owner of Sapori di Napoli, Guido Grasso. Welcome, Guido. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. You know, Guido, it's great that we're having you on the show because we just had Christina Mucciardi on from Cook and Date, and I happen to know that you are one of the chefs that has also participated in her events, correct? Yeah, Christina's a lot of fun. I like working with her. We have a lot of fun in those events, and um, I basically teach people how to toss a pizza, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we got, we got dough flying all over the place. Sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's okay to get a little dirty in the kitchen. That's the way it's supposed yeah. to be. That's right. <laughs> but then you have to know. Then you have to know what your manners are supposed to be like, and that's where Danielle kicks in. Because Danielle, I consider you Miss Manners and Miss Etiquette when it comes to sitting down to a table and setting one, of course. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> you know, um, one of the things I wanted to get though as to basic dining etiquette. Question for you. If you're sitting at a table and somebody is on a date and you look across and you see that that person has a piece of green leaf stuck on their teeth, what do you do? Do you tell them? Uh, in different ways. So tell if, us the way. Okay. If I'm, I'm a woman, <laughs> I have no problem to say to the gentleman in front of me, you have something in between your teeth. So very gently with a smile and I pass to something else. If I'm... A, I'm a gentleman, 
Okay, and I have to say that to a woman, and it's a, it's a nice uh, uh, rendezvous, okay? And we expect something from this rendezvous, it's a crusher. I mean, you cannot say to that to a lady. So I, I thought about different things, and maybe the gentleman can say that uh, it happens to him in a business um, lunch, and he, he was embarrassed a, a little bit uh, that it happens to him. And after he suggested to the lady maybe to go and to powder back her nose, that way she would be going, looking at her face and seeing that she has something, and that he will wait for her with a surprise, a dessert, a champagne glass, you know? So that's a way to make it... So it's about deflecting it. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about that idea, Guido? I mean, I'm sure in the restaurants you've seen situations like that where the woman comes out of the bathroom and she's like trailing toilet paper on her shoe or something like that, right? I haven't seen that, but um, recently I was in a restaurant and uh, that happened to me. Uh, If I'm with somebody, it also depends if uh, the person you're with is eating the same thing as you. Because I was with a young lady, and I was just laughing. Because I'll come out flat and tell her, I'll say, oh, my God, you've got to see your teeth right now. <laughs> I, I take a picture of her, of her teeth, and she's laughing because she's like, you think mine are bad? Wait till you see yours. <laughs> and we're just laughing, at looking at our phones with these photos of each other's disgusting teeth. You know, so it all depends. You know, it, it depends how you... How you go about it, uh, if, obviously I knew her and we were good friends, but if it's, um, you know, a first date, you want to be a little more like, uh, like she said, uh, a little less uh, embarrassing, because I'll just come out and, and, and say it, you know. That's what, my kind of, you know. What, if, what do you think the rules are about, Danielle, when you're going out, you know, you were talking about just now, Guido, that um, ordering the same food. Danielle, if you go out on a first date with somebody, is it okay, for instance, to order the lobster dinner, or do you kind of sit back and be a little bit more discreet in your... No, you sit back. You're, you're more discreet. You, you, you see where you're going with this relation. You see, you try to be comfortable. So don't put yourself in a situation where something's gonna, you know, woman in woman in red, you know, the uh, and the, not to have any bad situation that will make you react uh, too much to be uncomfortable. You know, that reminds me of that scene in, uh, I think it's Pretty Woman, where Pretty Julia woman. Roberts is yeah. going in and trying to find out how to use her fork for the snails that she's about to eat, and then the snail goes flying across the room. I guess, um, do you suggest that people learn a lot about their dining etiquette, which fork to use and which how to hold their knife, et cetera, et cetera? Feel comfortable is the best. You know, put yourself in the best comfortable way that you are and do not think too much. Be natural. I wish those days still existed. I, I, I don't see that too much of that etiquette anymore, to be honest. I mean, maybe unless I'm at the Ritz-Carlton or something, but uh, the whole, like, which one's the fork for the salad thing, I, I don't think people do it anymore. I see people on their phones if I look around the restaurant, and I say that's a big no-no. Uh, Danielle Bitton and Guido Grasso joining us on our roundtable. Uh, let's talk about phones, Danielle. That, that's, a, that's a really good point. Um, what, what is your take on, on cell phone etiquette when you're on a date? No phone. No phone. Leave Good. the phone in the car. Or <laughs> honestly, yeah. honestly. I was, I was sitting in in Milos' restaurant. It was my birthday, and I saw a table next to me. And I mean, 
that th- this girl must have had about $200 worth of seafood in front of her. And <laughs> she, she looked bored out of her mind, and she was, you know, Instagramming or something, paying no attention to her date. I felt so bad for the guy. Well, I remember, I thought, yeah, that's, that's I always go to that when I, when I think about people on their phones. I couldn't believe it. Because it really, it really sort of signals that, that the person would rather be somewhere else, right? Like, just that they'd rather be talking to someone else than the person in front of them. That's very much why we suggest also a first date should be short and sweet. So you make that decision whether or not you want to invest a full meal. And when you talk about a full meal, you're talking about a very expensive uh, expedition if you're going to a Milos type place. But I mean, you could take photos of the food and, you know, tag your partner or or where you're at, you know, and say, I'm in Sapporo, Indianapolis. This is great. Take a photo of the pizza. You could do that kind of thing. But don't spend your whole night on the phone. Well, but we're talking about we should be leaving our phone in the car or in our purse. So, you know, I think that's where we cross the line in a lot of these situations is that we do start taking pictures with our phone and then we're sending it out. And that can lead to the next thing and the next thing. And we are losing the focus on the dinner. You know, it's it's a great avenue to be sitting one on one with a person and utilize our conversation rather than our phones. And it's also for me a challenge today. We are so connected to the phone. To be able to leave this piece of plastic in the car, it's a big challenge today. Okay, so you think twice and you take a big decision to leave the phone on the car. So when you get there, you invest yourself and it's good. It's very good to be without the phone in front of the person that you're making this lunch with or supper. So I have a question for both of you and I'm, I'm really anxious to hear this. Who pays for that first date? If you've decided you're going out for a nice meal, Danielle, what do you think? The woman, the man, or they're going Dutch? The old school, the man. Hmm. For me, the man. I'm sorry, but it's the man. If ever, by any situation, and it happened to me, that I feel that I have to pay this meal, that is business, that is fun, that is whatever, uh... I always give my credit card before. I don't want to see the bill. And the, the, the meal should be taken by the waiter without coming, without debating who's paying, who's not paying. I'm from France, and money at the table, it's very vulgar. We don't do that. So what do you think, Guido? I, um, I, I, I have to agree. I'm, uh, I'm part of the old school, too, and uh, I, I, I pay as well. Um, however, I would like... For her to at least pretend like she's going to pay, like just not expect it. <laughs> Make that gesture, the, the outreach. The gesture. In, yeah. in Italian, it's called la mossa. It's the <laughs> gesture. Just make the gesture. Give me the pretend. Like, oh, no, no. Like, do it twice, and then I'll be like, don't worry about it, and then I'll pay. But I need that gesture from you like like you're about to pay. And what, and do, you then, th- yeah. what do you see going on in the restaurant? Do you see those first dates that it's usually the man paying at your place? Uh, I'll be honest. I see. I see about uh, right down the middle. I see it um, all. The, I'll, sometimes you can't tell if it's a couple that's been there for a long time. They'll split it. And I generally see first dates on like a Thursday night. You rarely see a first date on a Saturday night, believe it or not, because I guess it's loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of pressure too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thursday. I, it seems to me like Thursday's date night. But it's right, split right down the middle. I'll see the I'll see the man pay. I'll see the woman pay, and I'll see them split it. Great. 
All right, Guido Grasso joining us from uh, Sapori di Napoli. Hope I pronounced that right, Guido. No, you did perfectly. Thank Thanks you. very much for joining us, Guido and Danielle Biton of Seal Productions, helping us out with the etiquette end of things. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. And a show coming up next, of course, we'll have our Kiss Calendar, Keep It Simply Social, and we will introduce Jess Solomon to everyone. That's right, with Love Pizza on the Street. This is Solo in the City, your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Alone. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal, Dan Delmar with your dating guru, Cheryl Besner. And Cheryl, it's time for our Kiss Calendar. Keep it simply social and uh, tell us what is up in the dating world in Montreal this week. Well, it's spring season, and for those of you who don't know, it is the time where it's the gift of giving, and there is so much going out there for the philanthropic. And remember, with all these balls, Cinderella did meet her prince at the ball, so don't be even afraid to go to any of these things on your own. Number one event, starting on Thursday night, there's actually three things going on on Thursday night, but the biggest ball and the biggest fundraiser is the Daffodil Ball. It's always an incredible scene going on there. There's usually 30,000 daffodils. Have you ever gone, Dan? I haven't, but I've heard uh, great things. It looks like a really beautiful event. Well, it is, and it's it's always done in perfection. Alison Silkoff, she is the master event coordinator in the city. It takes place at the Windsor Station, and this year it's the Shanghai Silk is the theme. So I know that it's just going to be a breathtaking event. As well, that night, there is the Grand Ballet Canadien de Montréal, their benefit gala, it's going to be at the Uniprix Stadium, and the theme is Shine. So that's going to be great. It's got a cocktail party and, of course, around $1,000 in prizes. So that's um, a little bit of an incentive to get out there and give the gift of giving. And uh, more more food events also on the way this week. Well, that's it. Uh, Resto Bar Monsieur is also hosting an event. On Saturday nights, every once in a while, the owner there throws what she calls the beats. She takes her restaurant. You've got fantastic dinner. And then at around 10 o'clock, those tables start to disappear. It becomes one big dance party. And Shahara, the songstress of Montreal, will be doing her diva thing and belting it out. And this week, Kim is making a special offer. Like us on Facebook, and we'll be doing a draw. And that winner will be getting a VIP pass. You will get front of the line, and you'll be invited in and have complimentary cocktails, compliments of Kim. And the last thing, Groupon. This is a great way, actually, to find new activities. This is what we're talking about, new activities to do. And Groupon is doing something with ballroom dance sport. They're doing five classes, usually $135 value. It always happens on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, group classes. And you're getting it for $19. I mean, it can't be better than that. And Solo in the City, if you call up and speak to Michelle directly, the ex- the expiration on this is around Saturday night at midnight. I think it goes off of Groupon's front page, but Michelle will be expending that offer to anybody who is solo in the city and calls them directly. Great. Uh, lots of great deals from Solo in the City and more at solointhecity.tv where you can find the complete calendar with the events and you can plan out your week if you want to uh, get up and get social. And uh, Cheryl, now time for a, a special edition of Love Beasts on the Street. 
Yeah, well, Love Beats on the Street, and today we have Jess Solomon, who is joining the crowd here and the group of Solo in the City. I came in from the outside. I'm not on the street anymore. I'm in the studio. You are in the studio. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I want to know, when you go out there, because the whole premise is that you go and you ask people about the topics that we're discussing in studio, we want to hear what other people have to say about it. What is the general feeling you're getting from those people who are out there singling and mingling? Um, it's, uh, it's a good time. There's a lot of different kinds of people that I approach. I try to get a bit of variety. So I get some young people. Um, I ask a lot of students about online dating. A lot of them really not into it. I guess they just, you know, they are in school. They can meet people. Um, I asked older people. A lot, a lot of them were married. Um, and, uh, and then in there somewhere I find the gems, the people that are really in the, in the heart, in the thick of this adventure of being solo in the city, online dating, getting set up, getting pressured from their families when they go home for the holidays. <laughs> that um, was last that week. That was segment, last week. Yeah. Um, I, we talked about uh, cougars, what that means for people. Um, a lot of men who, either the young guys that were really interested in and had this fantasy of being, about being with an older woman, or you had married guys out for beers on Bishop Street, like really just giggling about experiences that they'd had when they were younger with older with older women. So it was eye opening for me. I'm having a blast doing it. Now, do you find that it's easier to approach, or you get better responses from women, from men, or it's a whole smorgasbord with talking about food? Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, it is a whole uh, buffet of uh, different attitudes. There's um, people, people, I think uh, drunk people are good to approach. Um, I just try to read the vibe, although I have found one of the funny things that's happened is that like if it's a question about being single, I'll approach someone and ask them if they're single first. And then sometimes they think that I'm coming on to them because I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have my microphone out. I like keep it slyly in my pocket. Well, that so could be a little away. dangerous in itself, having a microphone in your pocket. They don't know what's yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, right? exactly. But I thought that this could, this could be – if I was single, this would be like a hilarious – way to meet people and just just ask them what I want but on the pretense of it being for some radio show but it is it's legit it's legit obviously (laughs) this week's question was all about how to get to the heart of somebody and what attracted them to want to go out on a date with somebody and here's what people had to say a lot of people say that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach what is the way to your heart high heels and nylons (laughs) that works that's honest through the head, let's say. Oh, I don't think people get me intellectually, but I definitely find if they are intellectually <laughs> stimulating, that's kind of the way to my heart. So what is the way to your heart, Danielle? Lordy, lordy, lordy. And the way to get to my heart, it doesn't matter what you do, but it has to be done with heart, right? So let's say you, you're not a good cook. Well, that might not be the way that you show your love, but maybe you're someone who's really good at giving massages. That's how you want to give me your love? That's straight to my heart. Uh, what about drinking on a first date? Do you have any rules about that? How much wine is too much wine? Yeah, I would say that's probably a little bit more uh, my undoing on occasion, where you think you're having a really great time, and you don't realize that she's actually sort of been watching her one glass all night long, and you're sort of getting into your eight. In terms of etiquette, manners, that, have you had any bad dinner experiences on a date? Well, you know, um, but I was laughing a bit too hard on two separate occasions and blew a snot bubble. Oh, my God. And he says, when you blow a snot bubble on the first date, 
There is no coming back. I've had some disasters here. Uh, bad matches, I would call them. Yeah. All right, so since we're, we're going to be honest here, I haven't really Please. dated. I'm a pathetic dater. Him and his cat decided to cook me something. Okay. Yeah, he seemed to feel that the cat needed to be involved in the cutting board, the whole... Really? Board. Yeah. That was definitely one of the worst experiences because that was coming from his heart and possibly his cats as well. Thank you so much. That was amazing. You must have had a lot of fun with that one. I did. I, I loved I loved the last woman that we were talking to uh, because she was saying that she just wanted someone to be authentic and, and from their heart and even make her a meal. But what if it's not good? Anyways. Well, I, I was more uh, gone into a complete fumble when it thought of the no snot. Yeah, the no snot thing. Yeah, that uh, just threw me for a loop. Jess Solomon, our Love Beats on the Street correspondent. Welcome to Solo in the City, and thanks for this uh, this great segment this week. Yeah, thanks for letting me go out there and do it. It's fun. And uh, Cheryl, don't forget, of course, solointhecity.tv. We have the dating site there, the events calendar. It's uh, all there for everybody to see. And we can send Cheryl an email as well to get in touch if you have any questions, if you have any comments. Well, that's right. And, and one of the things we want people to do is get online. Send us questions. We are here to answer anything that you have and any you know things that you want to learn about. So throw it out there. We're N- going to give the advice. Next week on Solo in the City, first date rules from A to Z. We're here Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. Cheryl, have a wonderful week. Thanks, Dan. I'm Cheryl Besner, flying solo with you. And for more information on the events calendar and as well on our new dating site, go to solointhecity.tv. And don't forget to kiss. Keep it simply social. And see you next week. For tons of great dating and relationship info, go to solointhecity.tv.